drove out to Latrobe for the final day of training camp at St. Vincent College and came away with a lot of final impressions. One big one. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. Going to give you a handful of impressions here. The first four will be kind of quickies. And then there's one in particular that, man, just really, really jumps out at me. I'll start with... The only real negative that I've got in this, and and that's it, somehow, some way, this defensive front needs to stop the run. And I know everyone wants to just say, well, as soon as they get all their guys out there, everything's going to be okay. Well, it's not just that simple of a snap of the finger. I was down by the end zone when Cam Hayward went down on a seven-shots drill that turned out to be a passing touchdown, but I got to tell you, <laughs> I mean, you could have heard a pin drop in this place, and there were thousands there when Cam went down first on his side and then kind of rolled over a little bit and then just stayed on all fours. Now, according to Cam afterward and everybody else, it's not really any big deal. He had his ankle taped up, didn't even get carted off until a lot later. And that's only because the locker room is so far away. So it just, it, it needs to be fixed. Number four, taking these in descending order. Jalen Warren is authentic. He is going to show everyone tomorrow night in Jacksonville why he is RB2 behind Najee Harris. He will beat out Anthony McFarland, and in this role, he will beat out Benny Snell, although the way Benny lined up on special teams yesterday as the personal protector to the punter would powerfully indicate that he's going to make the team. And oh, by the way, the other personal protector was Warren. Number three, George Pickens really, really hates when he doesn't catch the ball. I got to tell you, for all the hype, and it's all deserved for everything that he's done in his camp, there was a pass sent his way to the left edge of the end zone, and it wasn't super catchable, but it was catchable, and it went off the one out of the one and the four on his jersey. And he goes to the ground, and I've seen him do this a few times now, and just start smacking the ground, and you're like, kid, don't hurt your hand or something, but he takes it very badly, and I really like that. Number two. One of the reasons that it's hard to discern between the three quarterbacks is that all three are, geez, they're not that far apart. I know that people are pulling for favorites in this, so they won't want to hear this no matter which names I bring up. But Mitch Trubisky had maybe the best practice he's had all of camp yesterday. And at the same time, Mason Rudolph also made some really good throws. Kenny Pickett made some really good throws. And the most powerful impression that they've made over the course of this camp and just the one preseason game is that they're kind of similar. It's the perfect time to advance your career and invest in yourself. Point Park University has lowered tuition on many master's degrees. Pay the same low master's price for courses online or 
on their gorgeous downtown Pittsburgh campus. Whatever works best for you. Choose from more than 30 Point Park master's and doctoral degrees. Save thousands of dollars with Point Park's reduced master's tuition. Visit pointpark.edu. wasn't by a player or a positional group, but more by a theme. And that was that this offense operates with so much more time and deliberate time than the one last year that it'll be the single least recognizable thing whenever fans get around to seeing the full final product, which obviously won't be shown to the Jaguars. I can't make this point strongly enough, but seeing the quarterbacks take the football and then move out of the pocket to the right or even to the left, that's a picket favorite, although Trubisky's not bad at it either, and create offense on the fly and seeing the clock tick away before the ball comes out of the quarterback's hand, you know and I know that Ben Roethlisberger was releasing the ball in 2.27 seconds, which is pretty much as fast as he was getting it from the center, okay? I mean, he might take one or two steps and then boom. The only, the only reason Ben didn't end up getting hurt last year was that he never really allowed anyone to get to him unless they cheap-shotted him and came in late. This is just something else entirely. All three of these quarterbacks are either moving with the football or they're just kind of hanging in the pocket and letting things happen. One of the things that we saw, and we saw more of this yesterday, even more than through most of camp, was that the quarterbacks are comfortable waiting out long enough for a receiver to get open deep downfield. Trubisky threw two beautiful deep balls. And I'll remind that this was still the Pittsburgh Steelers offensive line going against the Pittsburgh Steelers defensive front. And as I've had people tell me who are part of that offense, going out there and practicing every day against TJ Watt and all the rest of those guys only sharpens them up. It doesn't mean that it prepares them for schemes and blitzes and everything else but it at least prepares them for the man-on-man component. And they've, for the most part, held their ground. They haven't been perfect as an O-line, but it all starts there. It has to start there. There is a reason, my friends, that I continuously pound the O-line issue, and now I'll do it more than ever because they are daring to hold on to the football. And if these guys don't do their jobs, as we saw with Dan Moore the other night when he allowed the Mason Rudolph sack, it's going to be a disaster. It has to be right there. They are the swing vote. When we come back, J1Q... for just one question and that's brought to you always on this program by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbage, Kelly and George, LGKG they represent people who are hurt in car accidents who need assistance with workers comp and medical malpractice claims the attorneys at LGKG 
have been designated super lawyers, capital S, capital L, for the past 15 years. And yes, that is a real thing. The super lawyer designation is reserved for the top 5% of all attorneys in Pennsylvania. Learn more about them at lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. And today's J1Q comes from Andy Nicoletti. Who asks, DK, J1Q, who's going to be the starting left guard come week one? Thanks for the great work. Thanks for the question, Andy. It just so happens that I spent a decent portion of this practice yesterday in the far end zone where the offensive linemen usually do their work. And... The guy who was taking most of the snaps was Kevin Dotson, which is a good thing for Dotson because his head coach kind of suggested that he should get back on the field sooner rather than later. Now, Kendrick Green was also very active. Kendrick Green is going to be the guy that you see out there, I believe, with the first team in Jacksonville. I don't know what that'll mean. I hope it doesn't mean much. I understand that the coaching staff has been disappointed in Dotson going back to last year. I don't understand, like ever, what the coaching staff has seen in green. There's got to be something there. There's got to be something that's making Tomlin react the way he has to Green ever since he was drafted, uh, anointing him starting center, giving him the number 53 and everything else. There's got to be. But then I also remind myself that this head coach once saw Jarvis Jones as being, and I quote directly, special. So even the most experienced eyes can be deceiving. My hope is that Dotson wins this because Dotson is the bigger, stronger guy. He's the more capable one when it comes to shoving people backward on the run. But I also don't want someone out there who isn't fully prepared or who isn't doing everything that he can to stay on the field. And both of those knocks have come his way. I just don't see anything in green. And as much as I'd welcome being wrong on that front, I'm still waiting for a reason to be. So the answer to your question is in the very short term, it's going to be green. But by week one, it really should be Dotson. I just don't know that it will be. If it's neither, and I feel like this really needs to be said, if it's neither, Boy, I hope this coaching staff doesn't wait till week three or four to address it. Because let's remember that between Moore and whoever is starting at left guard, you still have a very young and very uncertain left side of the O-line. And that is not something to be shrugged off or, oh, well, they'll just get better. I appreciate the question. Again, I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. I might come up with a bonus episode on Sunday following 
the preseason game in Jacksonville. Might, might. If you here, let's make a deal. If you go to Apple Podcasts and you submit a nice happy review with five stars and everything is all awesome and and everything else doesn't cost you anything it's free download whatever even if you don't have apple podcasts or you listen to this show somewhere else if you do that just that one thing and i see like i don't know like 50 positive reviews we'll have a sunday show we'll we'll, we'll get back here together on sunday 